0: Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we've met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all, to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'm just soaking this in. This time last year, this time last year, there would have been no more than 65 people in this space. And y'all, I just want to cry. Okay, back to the sermon. We have come to the end of another church year. We have gone from anticipating the Christ to seeing who Christ is and to what Christ is about. We have moved from killing the Christ to the resurrection of the Christ and finally to following Christ into the future. Next Sunday, the story begins again and it begs of us to wonder And dream before we press rewind what will be different next year on this Christ the King Sunday we are asked what future do we imagine where is our story headed this of course is the question not just from Scripture though it was there last week in Mark's Gospel as Jesus tells the disciples about how vastly different the world will be. And it will certainly be there next week as we light our first advent candle to be alert to the ways in which God is at work. That question, that question of what future do we imagine has been with us as we contemplate what life looks like as we emerge, hopefully, from this pandemic. As we look into the eyes of our young children, as we stare down the big questions of climate, of culture, and as we make commitments to God through our giving here at St. Paul's. What future do we imagine, and where do we fit within the future that God will unveil? In our Gospel for today, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus to step out of the realm of dream into the realm of definition. Who are you? Define the terms of your kinghood. I have set the bounds I have named the categories fit yourself into them says Pilate which misses the point entirely my kingdom is not of this world Jesus says he's telling Pilate you think too small you ask the wrong questions and you set The wrong criteria you seek to define when I have come to dream where is your sense of wonder where is your sense of possibility you seek control I come to show you that you have none this has been a part of what we have learned this past year we have learned That we have no control. We have learned to open ourselves to what is possible. We learned to dream. Our question for the next year, our question for the future, are we bold enough in our dreams? Are we open enough to God's call for Saint Paul's? Over the past year, we've made a lot of changes as a community. We made changes in how we behaved as families and individuals. We made changes in where we would eat dinner, what we would put on our face, who we would spend time with and who we wouldn't, where we would go and where we wouldn't. Over the past year, we've made changes here at the cathedral. We've added live streaming, We did social distancing. We did mask wearing. We did no singing, and now we're back to singing. The changes were good and heartbreaking and hard and holy. And they have led us to where we are today, on the cusp of hope for a sustainable future together. We made changes not for the sake of change, for the sake of survival. But we also made changes that we hoped would stay as we moved into new normal times, being reflective and thoughtful about what didn't work and how we could make it work better. We had long, thoughtful, and prayerful conversations around every aspect of our shared life, about the way we used to do things and the way we need to do things now. We talked to everyone we could think of, and we missed people. We did things really well, and we also messed up some things. It turns out, being human isn't something you can overcome but we tried our best. We asked for help, and we got it in spades. The expertise of this congregation helped us to make educated, data-driven, health-conscious decisions around gathering and mask-wearing and vaccinations. The expertise of this congregation brought us live streaming and better audio and infinitely better digital communications. The expertise of this congregation meant that in a year in which we were short in pledges. And yes, we were $100,000 short in pledges this year. We were able to accomplish so much because of the diligent financial stewardship of years past. We were lean where we could be lean, generous where we could be generous. And we were recipients of great generosity this year and in years past that helped us to accomplish so much in the year 2021. This past year has been mostly focused on surviving. We focused on each day not knowing what the next would bring. And we ticked all of the boxes, and by the grace of God, we were able to tick a few more. We were able to do a little more than just survive. We were able to plant seeds that will bear good fruit in the years to come. We were able to engage in outreach with our neighbors and partners like never before. Increasing our outreach dollars, in-kind donations, and hands-on participation out in the world, like volunteering at the Infant Crisis Center and marching in pride. Our outreach efforts have grown to such a point that we now have a designated outreach center in the education building to be able to process the ins and outs of the generosity and love of this community for our neighbors, mobile meals, Mobile meals got creative in making meals, and so far in 2021, served almost 2,000 meals to the vulnerable elderly in our community. We have deepened our learning, our formation, and our spiritual offerings. We've added book studies and Bible lectionary studies, opportunities for small group learning and contemplative prayer offerings. We have continued to be formed as Christ followers. We've gotten creative in offering online learning opportunities. Thank you, Zoom. As well as we've gotten better at resourcing you all to engage in formation at home. We shuffled furniture from one place to another to make new spaces for gathering and learning. Everything that you see in the reception in the welcome area used to be somewhere else around this campus. We have reimagined and repurposed with a frugal but creative eye, and a beautiful eye, John Terman, to meet the various needs of people and groups that gather here at St. Paul's. Since January, we have seen St. Paul's grow by 73 members, and over 40 of those were confirmed. We have grown our children and family minister, Ashley Ozan's position from halftime to full-time, and we have added through the generosity of grants and the forward thinking of the vestry, Joey Ripka as our canon musician, designate. I pointed at him, he's currently getting our choristers prepared. This allows us to be prepared for that really sad day when our own Scott Rabb will retire next year. We've also seen growth in the return to a full worship schedule. When, like I said earlier this time last year, we were meeting twice a Sunday at nine and at five, the maximum of 65 people who could attend. Half these pews were roped off. Today, we have utilized not one, but two overflow spaces to accommodate everyone here. And we have our phenomenal live streaming capabilities to include those who aren't able to be here today. Turn around really quick and wave at that camera and say hi to everyone at home. Our worship life, y'all, our worship life is robust and sacred and meaningful. And we've added new services like Rooted and Compline, and you will soon hear our choristers. A large part of our surviving has been attending to each other in ways that perhaps we had grown complacent. I know that many of you have added to your way of life, checking in on friends and family, the vestry and other Parish leaders have done the same, with biannual phone calls and check-in emails. Pastoral care required a whole new way of operating when suddenly we weren't able to meet in person. Prayers deepened, parking lot meetups, and waves through windows occurred. And now that we're able to be more in-person, pastoral care team has been able to share communion beyond these walls with our homebound with those in prison over 150 times and in our surviving in our surviving we even managed to have a little fun actually we managed to have a lot of fun we have christmas lights up y'all christmas lights They will go up. They'll be turned on for Sunday of Advent. I mean, let's not get wild here. (laughs) A big thank you to the person who gave funds for this very specific cause. (laughs) Because we get to experience joy and delight. We get to share it with our neighbors on the really dark nights of this season. We enjoyed pipe screams last month, Christmas in July. Who knew that St. Nicholas had a Hawaiian shirt? We had organ recitals and receptions, and the list goes on. Y'all, this is what surviving looks like. And it looks amazing. And we are exhausted. We are exhausted by and tired of surviving. It is time for us to take a deep, masked, collective exhale. It is time to turn away from the exhaustion of surviving and begin to be renewed by the hope of dreaming financially the realities of this past year meant that some of our usual expenses were lower and because of the fantastic stewardship over the past three years of generous giving and restricted funds and through great diocesan support we could manage with a dramatic decrease in pledging due to the uncertainty of the pandemic We were even able to make a measured dip of a toe into the dreaming pool. But Jesus doesn't ask us to live like this. Jesus really doesn't ask us to live measured lives. Jesus asks us to be brave, to release control, to live into the dream of on earth as it is in heaven as we begin to emerge and dream again, to imagine what our future can be when we're not focused on just surviving, not just on thriving, but on living into the call that God has placed on St. Paul's. Imagine, imagine what our future can be. This requires of us, though, to do something really difficult. It requires of us to trust in God and not in ourselves. It requires of us to have hard conversations, to risk failure and to let go and let God. You likely have noticed that a budget for 2022 has not been shared. And it isn't because we haven't begun to work on plans for next year. You will remember that we are planning on having Ken and Tim Sean join the staff full time in July. We have plans to finally stop the flooding issue in the undercroft of the education building. We have plans to expand the mission and ministry of St. Paul's through the growth of current programs and the building of new partnerships throughout Oklahoma City and beyond. We have plans to dig deeper in our response to the needs of our new Afghan neighbors and our neighbors who live just around the corner. But this is my fear. My fear is that the plans so far for 2022 are too safe I fear that the plans for 2022 are too small I fear that rather than responding to make Earth as it is in heaven we have responded to making Earth just a little bit better which is better than nothing but it certainly falls short of the glory of God And this is where we are right now with an invitation. An invitation to begin dreaming. It starts now. And it starts with each and every one of us, me and my family, you and your family, trusting in the faithfulness of God. At the end of our service, we will together commit to the realizing of earth, as it is on heaven, wait, earth as it is in heaven. Logan and I, along with our kids, we've been having brave conversations about increasing our giving. And not just increasing a little bit, but increasing to a point where we prayerfully feel called by God. We hope that you will join us in this same kind of prayerful giving. God calls each of us to give, but that giving always looks different, and it doesn't have a set dollar amount. Have peace, please have peace, knowing that your giving is about your relationship with God and not about a dollar amount. My hope as your dean is not just that we will return to the giving that we were at pre-pandemic. My dream is that we will get to where we would be if the pandemic never happened. This congregation has historically been generous and has increased its giving every single year since reaching a place of financial transparency and health. And that means a huge leap in giving this year, it does and that's why we have emphasized so greatly this year the need for spiritual relationship with stewardship why we have emphasized the reality that giving is a spiritual practice now in the new year we will have the detailed conversations about budgets and dollars and line items but we cannot allocate now what we do not know. All we can do now is dream and dream big. I have seen this congregation do amazing, amazing, life-giving, God-ordained work. And I have been energized and hopefully I have energized you as well in the year and a half that we have been together. We took a collective risk back in 2020 when you called me and when I said yes. We committed to dreaming together what shared ministry would be. And I don't know about you, but this has been the hardest year of my life. It has been the hardest year of my life. But it has also been the most life-giving and joyful year of my life. So let's never do this pandemic thing again. But let's keep saying yes. Yes to each other and yes to God. Let us say yes to the dream, God's dream, of on earth as it is in heaven. We have work to do holy, life-giving work. Let it be so. Amen.